This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance and I'm Simbui Boon. Signs of a recession seems to be everywhere, from your grocery stores where prices are increasing to companies looking to trim the fat and cut workers because they might have overhired during the pandemic or in fact they might be shutting stores soon. Headlines after headlines show fears of a recession running high and the economic sentiment for 2023 seem to be somewhat gloomy. So what do you do in the face of all of this and what happens if your job is on the line? Joining me to discuss this is Stephen Yong. He's a licensed financial planner with Wealth Vantage Advisory. Good morning, Stephen. Welcome back to the show. Now, for starters, how likely is a recession anyway? Good morning, Sim. So most analysts are actually putting the odds of a recession at approximately 60%. But it does look to be very much, you know, a mild or moderate recession. And to be more focused on US, UK, developed countries, maybe focus on more certain sectors as well, such as we're seeing where there's uh, technology, the manufacturing sector are largely hit. And if it, if it worsens further as well, that is affecting uh, consumer discretionary spending that will be affecting things like the leisure, uh, hospitality, uh, sector, travel, tourism. So uh, although both Malaysia and global inflation you know, look somewhat somewhat high, but you know, a positive sign in, in a sense is that uh, rate hikes are in general looking to be slowing down a little bit, both on the local front, Bank Negara Malaysia, as well on the US Fed side. So for the layman out there, what are the key indicators to look out for to know that things are really going bad? So at the end of the day, it's really about bread and butter issues, isn't it? Yes, we, we know that you know, Bank Negara has stated in, in the last year, officially the inflation rate in Malaysia has probably gone up about only 1% overall. But then we're feeling that a lot more into certain things, you know, food inflation, groceries inflation in the over the last year was averaging out 4 to 5% actually every single quarter. And we are definitely feeling the brunt of that. So we'll be looking at how your costs are actually increasing. Do you find that your cash flow at every time you used to have extra at the end of every month now start to feel tight or you feel that you can't save or you're actually drawing down on your savings? And also another key thing will be also looking at your pay and your increase as well, the increment. So if you have been getting uh, increment in the past uh, few years or prior to the pandemic and suddenly, you know, they're increase the increment you're getting is slowing down, reducing while costs going up, then that's a sure sign that's something that you need to pay a lot more attention to. So how does one prepare for something like a recession or is it too late? I would never say that it's really too late. Granted, we see headlines both from last year, end of last year, even this year, basically our media sensationalizing actually saying that oh, recession will come in bright rate words. But I would say it's not all doom and gloom really that after recession, it actually will lead into a time of recovery as well. So in fact, even when we look at investments and how markets have actually dipped over the last year and now heading into the year, investment markets have largely already priced in the recession, actually. Or you could say that the investment markets are actually a leading indicator ahead of the recession that's actually happening. But looking more on the individual basis, the biggest thing to be looking at is if your cash flow is impacted. Are you at risk at losing your income? So we have been seeing some folks as well already experiencing that. We have been hearing of uh, layoffs happening globally, even in Malaysia as well. We've been hearing of pay cuts where we're seeing pay cuts 5%, 10% or more. So really bracing for that. So the first thing to really look at is at the most basic would be your backup savings actually. Do you have that six months available? Or if your job instability, if your income is at risk, having 12 or more 
amount of months actually in backup funds just to be safe. But at a time like this, you might be strapped, you know, the past two years has really been hard. So how do you balance between wanting to save, wanting to invest, uh, your retirement savings on all these different expenses? Sure. So the most basic is that you want to be living life. It doesn't make sense to try to scrimp and save every single thing and feeling miserable at the end of the day. That's that's no way to live, actually. Or as the saying goes, you know, there's no point in skipping your coffee every day if you enjoy that because, you know, that's not going to make you a millionaire. But you can look at ways that are practical to actually save these costs. For example, you know, making your own cup of coffee at home. Are there expenses, things that you can actually reduce? So that would definitely help. So the first thing is to make sure that basically you have more income than expenses going out every month. So as long as you have that, then only the excess. Look at it to save, look at it to invest. If you have a windfall, a bonus, any other income coming in, if you have options to you know, side hustles, work additional hours, overtime, etc. All that can be a way to really boost up your income and your cash flow, especially if you don't have your backup fund in place ready yet. So that would be the single highest priority. But Stephen, is this achievable? I mean, a lot of us have been squeezed uh, because of the pandemic, because of the economic slowdown, the lockdowns, and now telling them to just keep saving and whatnot. It might not be entirely, entirely encouraging, right? What kind of mindset do we need to get into? You are right. That is really is about the mindset there, Sim. And I have been working with various clients who've been going through. A number of my clients have had pay cuts. Some are wondering if their job is at risk. I have clients who have already lost their jobs, actually. And some of them were overseas and now they're back in Malaysia just trying to rebuild them. So what you need to be starting at is really recognizing where you are, recognizing that there are a lot of options out there that you need to actually look through, take it step by step and see what other things can be done, what naturally needs to be prioritized. So the first for most people is if you're struggling with debt, especially high interest debt, things like credit card, etc. So that probably is the key thing to tackle if you can. Second is to know how much is the minimum income that you will actually need to actually cover all your basic needs. Only after these two have been figured out and you can look at various ways to optimize that. But once you know the numbers, then you can see, okay, I need to have my income at this level, or I need to keep my expenses at this point or below. So by having that knowledge of your own financial situation, then only you can actually make those adjustments. And I think as human beings, we are so resilient actually. So once we know that, yes, you need to be at this income level, or you need to have expenses at this, then we can do and find whatever it takes. And it happens so often that I'm no longer surprised once people know that, okay, I need to be at this income level, then they actually find the ways and means to actually get there. Or if they need to cut expenses to a certain level, they can really look at, oh, these are all these things that I totally forgot about. These are all just draining my expenses and I really, really don't need them and all of those can be cut off. So it's interesting that you brought up that because this is something that I also want to touch on, right? Because, you know, recently we've seen these headlines of how we're all getting deeper into debt. So how does one approach this given the current situation, right? I mean, everyone around me talking about recession, my job is not certain, but I still want to invest for the long term. I mean, you know, I, and I've been using my credit card to pay for my expenses. What, what does a man do? And keep in mind, you know, interest rates are not going down anytime soon. Definitely, we've been going through a number of uh, rate hikes and we might see a couple more for this year ahead as well. The key thing really is to start by taking out the emotions from this decision-making. Look at it from a figure's perspective. What are the rates that you're paying? For example, credit card debt, 15 18% possibly. And then what are the resources? What options do you have? So for some, it might be psychologically difficult. You might have actually a sum that you've set aside for investments. Just that is actually down right now, maybe down 5%, 10%, and it's very painful. 
to actually dispose of her investments and realizing a paper loss and actually realizing that there would actually be loss of capital. But with that being said, it doesn't make sense to keep on with investments or even putting new money to investments that are, say, generating you in a good case scenario, 5%, 6%, 8%. But at the same time, you're struggling to actually clear off that, which is actually hitting you or dinging you at 15 18% per month. So you need to be strategic about it. You need to bite the bullet as and when necessary. With that being said, banks also would not want to actually write off your debt as a bad debt or a loss. So go ahead, talk to financing institutes, look at options as well. Credit card transfers at 0% balance. Well, of course, making sure that you don't build on new credit card debt after you've done those transfers as well. But go ahead, talk to people. There are also agencies like AKPK, which can also help with the debt consolidation, with the debt management program. So there are options Work with a financial planner. I know a number of financial planners that if you're struggling with debt, they might not even charge you actually. Just work with you, get out of debt first, and then later on, then only they'll be working with you for the rest of your financial plan. Okay, so we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense, brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sands. I'm Sim Boon, and today's topic is preparing for a recession and possibly a retrenchment. Now, you've probably heard people talking about an imminent recession given the gloomy economic sentiment and probably worried what's going to happen to you. One of the worst case scenarios could be companies looking to tighten their belt and downsize. So what do you do when your job is on the line, especially during an economic downturn? Joining me to discuss this is Stephen Young. He's a licensed financial planner with Wealth Vantage Advisory. Now, earlier in the show, we were talking about how to prepare for these bad times. But now I want to ask you, Stephen, what happens if I know that I'm being retrenched? My boss has set me down and said that it's going to happen. He or she is sorry. What next? Because this is a question that I think many people don't think about until it actually happens to them. It's definitely a difficult question to think about and not on everyone's mind. But it is one that is really necessary to think about. What if you are retrenched or if you're already seeing the news of the retrenchment happening? First is to just take a deep breath. Know that it's not the end of the world. Even if you stop saving, investing for a period of time, it's fine. So you just need to take stock of where you are. What's your position? How much amount of the backup funds that we talked in the earlier half of the show? How much funds do you have available? What about if you needed to go beyond that? If you needed to liquidate any of your investments which are liquid that you can convert to cash? You should also be looking at what sort of severance pay or packages that you're getting. Granted, it may not have been as good as in previous years, but you will still be getting a sum of money and of course, don't go ahead and blow that amount just because you have a large sum coming in. That really needs to be the funds that stretch you from where you are now into where you actually need to be. So it's really looking and calculating the runway that you're at. In a sense, you are looking at yourself, your life actually, as if it was a business. So businesses, you're looking at your cash flow, your runway, how long you're going to last. So you need to be doing that for yourself, you know. Like if Sim, you went through that, you need to be looking at yourself as Sim syndrome, Berhad. This is the situation I'm going through. How am I going to survive? How am I going to cover my overhead and all my various expenses? At the same time, a key thing as well is just not to dig that hole bigger. Don't take on any new debt, no new car hire purchase loans, no new property debt. So just stay where you are, cut out what is unnecessary and look at how to move forward from there. Should you be looking to immediately downsize some things you have, like your house, your car? 
That's a great viewpoint to look at, Sim. And really for most Malaysians, property as well as the vehicle are among the largest assets that all Malaysians own. So there are a number of things that you can look at. Let's start with property. So for example, in your property, maybe you purchased it a number of years ago and your property has already appreciated. Historically in Malaysia, it appreciates approximately 4% each year. So we have in financial terms, it's called unlocking equity, which is basically a a way of just saying that, hey, your property price has appreciated. You might then be able to refinance it actually to get you a lump sum of money just to bite you through this period of time. Or you might also be looking at, does it make sense for me to actually even dispose the property? Granted, that might actually take a number of months to actually happen and get through. But there is actually an active amount of people who are still looking at homes buying and selling properties. So that can be an option. It might also be moving out of the current place you're staying, moving into a smaller rental property and actually renting out the current place that you are actually having. So again, there's just so many different options as well. Even getting creative for your car, there are also options as well to lease your vehicle. For example, you can even put ads on it so your vehicle starts generating income for you. So you just need to get creative and look at all your options out there. Yeah, and I think that uh, a tip that I know is that, you know, when you know retrenchment is coming or something, uh, quickly go cash in those uh, company benefits like a medical checkup or something. <laughs> that is true as well. Um, yeah, go ahead and maximize all your benefits that are there. A lot of companies, even when uh, you're leaving as well, they still very much care for employee welfare as well. They do provide resources, whether it's sprucing up your resume, helping you land your next job. So go ahead and make full use of all the resources that are available. Yep, indeed. And also don't forget about unemployment benefits that the government has for you if you lose your job. And there is a lot of benefits. So one good thing that in Malaysia was implemented a number of years ago is that with your paycheck as an employee, you are actually com- contributing to employee insurance scheme or EIS in short. So that can actually provide financial assistance for up to six months upon being laid off. So, so they provide career counselling, AKPK, debt management programs, if you need help with debt and you're struggling with high payments being chased by debt or loan collectors, the labor department, industrial relations department, all of this can be reached both physically as well as online as well. And they even have schemes such as re-employment placement programs and even a job search allowance. And all of this really are resources that are just so helpful. What about insurance though? This is something that one tends to want to hold on to, but how do I keep up with my premiums if I can't afford it? So insurance is one of those things that ideally you still want to keep your medical hospitalization and surgery coverage because the last thing that you want is that you no longer have your job, you no longer have your company medical benefit, and then suddenly you have an illness that you actually need to pay for on your own. Worst case scenario, of course, is our public healthcare, which there's a great option as well. But if you would prefer to keep having private healthcare, you need to be looking at that option. Check with your employer. Is there a way or possibility of you, even after you're retrenched or you leave the company, to actually carry your insurance with you? That might be an option for certain companies. You might also be looking at if you have existing coverage, keep the medical, you can actually make changes to your policy as well. And usually for most Malaysians, it would actually be an investment linked policy, which actually means that you can actually modify the insurance policy, reduce or change the coverage that you get, maybe remove some of the riders that you no longer need. And this will also reduce the premiums that you need to pay as well. 
Another portion of that would actually be coverage for total permanent disability or TPD, as well as critical illness or CI. So the prime reason to get this coverage is actually for income replacement. But think about it. If you have no income coming in, then the priority of income replacement is no longer there at that point of time. So you need to look at what really are your needs. I'm not asking you to go ahead and cancel all your insurance policies. You just need to review them, get the right amount of coverage, know that insurance is actually an expense. It's not an investment and you should be just getting the right optimal amount of coverage. To add as well, one other thing that you can be considering with your insurance is to actually take a premium holiday when it comes to your existing policies that you're paying. So you'll be making your payments regularly over the years. Your policy may have accumulated some cash value. So it's okay to use the existing cash value to pay for a few months of the premiums while you get back on your feet. Given the past 15-minute conversation that we've been talking about all these scenarios, preparing for it, does it underscore just how important is it for one to continuously upskill themselves and diversify their skill sets as well as investments? Definitely. And it can be an opportunity as well. There is a saying that you know during difficult times, this is when people actually step up. Some people even find their their great passion. Some folks even find uh, ways and means or even accumulate more wealth actually even time when times are actually hard. It might be a time if your finances allow you to actually take a take a break, you know, take a sabbatical, even if it's forced upon you to really look at and explore what is your vocation, what is your next career move, what is your calling, how do you actually pivot, uh, etc. Were there things that all the while you have been interested in doing or maybe you have a side hustle that you're already running for a while, does that make sense to actually become your primary focus and your primary business that you're looking to run as well. And finally, what are some tips and takeaways you'd like to impart on our listeners who are looking at their finances now and all these things that are coming for the year and being like, wow, what do I do? So I think for all of us, it starts by really knowing where we are financially, what are the risks that we're facing of being impacted, to just take steps to be prepared in, in all areas, whether it's your backup funds, your cash flow, your insurance, your investments, and not to feel ashamed of asking for help, whether that's talking to your financial institute, uh, maybe even to family and friends on how they can actually help you during this uh, period of time. And really look at it as always, there are actually opportunities to find the silver lining behind all of this as well. And Know that you can and will actually continue to move forward and this too shall pass. And with that, we've reached the end of our show today. That's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to Stephen Young. He's a licensed financial planner for Wealth Vantage Advisory. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Weeboon from The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia, your lifetime insurance and takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.